My name is Walker, a.k.a. The Retail Ranger. It is my job to keep you free from food safety danger. The other is to make sure that stuff gets on the shelf. It's harder than it looks. I can't do it by myself. Welcome to Walker Retail Ranger. What's up, everybody? I'm Walker, also known as Retail Ranger. This podcast is about my personal and professional experiences from working in the retail industry for over 35 years. Each week, we'll discuss a different topic about life as a retail ranger. We hope you enjoy listening. Let's do this. Now it's time for Walker, Retail Ranger. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. It's Walker from the Walker Retail Ranger podcast featuring my beautiful wife, Liz. How are you, Liz? I'm doing fine. How are you? All right. Just had a (laughs) cup of coffee. I'm ready to go. It is episode 15, March 13th, 2022. Happy National Frozen Food Month, Liz. Yay. Yeah, so that's a thing, too. I I found that out. We talked about it a little bit last month or last podcast, and uh, there is apparently like 27 other days of awareness in the month of March. Did you know that? No. Yeah, it goes everywhere. It's all across the board. and I guess everybody just needs to be aware of everything. That's probably the best <laughs> thing to do. But that would ruin the marketing. <laughs> so we'll see what's going to happen in uh, April. I think that's the next month, right? Yep. Uh, today is probably National Know What the Month is Awareness Month <laughs> day, hour. So anyways, so uh, I'm not going to list all of those, obviously, but there was a, there was a few food-related ones. And just from a quick search on the interweb, um, it is Flower Month. Happy Flower Month. Like all purpose? Yeah, not like uh, I should have got you flowers for Valentine's Day. Yeah, we won't talk about that. Yeah, it's too late. Um, like Flower, F-L-O-U-R okay. Month. So, I, yeah. Um, I did learn something about flower. There's okay. a thing called Peas Meal. Never heard of that. It's Pea Flower. And it's actually the base of that uh, peas porridge hot, peas porridge cold situation. Remember that? I always wondered what that meant. Yeah, apparently it's a, a flour. I, I, there's something about they grind it three times, the peas or something, to mince it up. But it, and it's gritty. But that's what they made that porridge out of an old British lore Ugh. back in the day. So, yeah, they can keep it. It's just weird. That <laughs> I'm rolling on 50 and I really did not know what peas porridge meant. I didn't realize I was ever going to learn it or wanted to, but I, I felt I felt better after I heard that today. <laughs> I feel better too. Okay, good. Uh, it is also celery month. So I, you said you were having a hard time getting celery yeah. at the store, right? I, yeah, I even went to one of the big box stores. Maybe we missed it and everybody like bought it all yeah. because they knew it was <laughs> happening. We didn't know. They knew before we did. Well, I'll tell you what, March 2023... Actually, February 28th, 2023, we're going to go buy some celery. So we're ready for March. Be the first ones there. Yes. Lining up like it's a Furby back in the day. <laughs> so uh, I'm not a big fan of celery. Obviously, you like celery. You yeah. eat it whenever we make I your... I love celery. Especially when you make your hot wings. I have been known to eat a piece or two in that circumstance, but it's very rare. I think you even stopped putting it on my plate. Yeah, I just gave up. You gave up, so... Uh, apparently, celery seed is believed to have healing powers. Mm. Um, it's a celery is a high fiber, low calorie uh, food, and obviously you burn a lot while you're trying to eat it. And I think that's <laughs> what I don't like about it is it takes forever and a day to chew a piece of celery. 
Well, if you take a potato peeler and get that outside skin off of it, okay, it's shoot. a lot easier on you, the teeth. You haven't tried to throw that off on me? You just you just gave up. I just, you, yeah, I just. Damn, you just moved on. Uh, but supposedly it's, it's supposed to help with uh, lowering blood pressure and aiding in indigestion, which I do suffer from from time yes, to time. Yes, you do. So I guess next time I'm going to have to have you potato peel me some celery. All if right. we can find it. We don't have any. Yeah. <laughs> Great. But I guess when I think about that, I think about like cats and dogs. When their stomach's upset, what do they eat? Grass. Which to me, celery is grass. <laughs> that, that, that's that's kind of how I look at it, hard, right? Hard grass. Yeah. Too, too much to eat. I, I don't know. I, I know it's good for you. I'm just not a huge fan. Um, it is also noodles or noodle month. And I know we talked about it a few minutes ago. We're going to have to do some thinking on this one. But apparently the National Pasta Association has named March as Noodle Month. And I thought I had read that noodles contain eggs and most pasta does not. And you were saying that on Food Network, when they make fresh pasta, they always use egg, right? Yeah, they put the flour on like a board yeah, and they I've seen make that, a yeah. well and they put the eggs in the middle. and yeah. Yeah. So I, I quick Googled that to just to double check on that. And it said that most dry pasta that you buy in stores does not contain egg. I wonder why. That's, that's well, so it's probably has to do with the packaging. Because if you think about it, well, I mean, egg noodles have eggs in them and they're yeah. sitting there. <laughs> egg noodles have eggs. I mean, if one it's dried, it's not going to matter. It's not like it has to be refrigerated. I don't know. That's the oof. Well, see, if it wasn't National Noodle Month, we wouldn't even be having this conversation. That's true. So That's true. You can best bet when I leave here today, <laughs> I am going to get to the bottom of the eggs versus pasta versus noodles thing. All I know is I like them all. Oh, yeah. Um, it is also, coincidentally, sauce month. I don't know if there's a thing there, noodles and sauce. Well, we're having spaghetti tonight. Well, that's funny, too. Let's talk about that. We were going to have a shepherd's pie that you had made a while uh. back, right? Yes. Okay. Well, what, what happened with that? That was one of my freezer meals. Okay. And I've learned, I've heard that you could freeze mashed potatoes, but it didn't work out for me with this shepherd's pie. All right. Also, there was a tiny pinhole in the bottom of my pan. Of the aluminum pan? Yeah. Oh, you had put it in, cooked it, was it pre-cooked? No. Oh, it was pre-made. It was pre-made. But there was a pinhole in the bottom of the aluminum pan when you put it in the freezer. Right. So Ooh. when I stuck it in the refrigerator to thaw it out, and thank goodness I put it on a sheet pan. Smart move. Because when I went to get it out, it was full of, you know. Shepherd's pie yeah, juice. Yeah, juice. Let's, let's just call it juice. I was like, what is going on? So I tried to transfer it to a casserole dish, and then I realized the potatoes were a lost cause, so I just threw it in the trash. Well, I feel like I've seen... Well, no, that's refrigerated mashed potatoes in the store. Yeah. I don't know if I've seen frozen mashed I don't know. Yeah. You you win win some, you lose some. Speaking of uh, sauce and winning, let's talk about your ribs. Those ribs, though. Last week, I believe it was. Yeah, they they turned out better than any I've ever done. They did, and and as a matter of fact, when I was starting, I think you made them last Sunday, right? Yeah. So after the podcast, we had ribs for that for dinner. And that was the first thing that I jotted down on my notes for this week's was how, how great those were. I have a picture of them. I would like you to talk about those ribs a little bit, please. Well, I, I've finally figured out it's not so much, you know, the temperature or the sauce or any of that stuff. 
Okay. I somehow, I guess I read it online, to wrap the ribs like in foil. All right. Very tightly so the juices would stay in there. Okay. And cook it that way. But every time they turned out really tough. And I couldn't figure out what I was doing wrong because I wasn't overcooking them. But right. I don't know. It just... Anyway, so this time I cut them in half and put them in a casserole dish and covered the whole dish with foil. Because I think what was happening, they, the meat was actually boiling while they were in just the foil. Okay, that makes sense. And in the pan, they were kind of steaming, Yeah. which made them tender but still moist. They, they were like legit, the most moist ribs you they ever were, made. I was so proud because to me, that was kind of right up there with my meatloaf. You know, I just can't seem to nail it. Right. <clears throat> but I was Well, you totally pleased. did. And, and a matter of fact, there was like a, didn't you do a dry rub and a conglomeration of different sauces? Well, I don't like a heavy dry rub, so it was mostly, you know, salt and pepper and some chili powder. Gar- I mean, a basic dry powder. rub. Yeah. Though. Yeah. Okay. So, and then um, I just took my favorite barbecue sauce, which is Sweet Baby Ray's Honey Chipotle. And, Love Sweet Baby Ray's. <laughs> and after they were cooked, yeah. then you uncover them yeah. and put the sauce on. But I diluted it with some vinegar okay. and some liquid smoke. Yes. And just stick them under the broiler. Got to keep an eye on it, though. <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, and that was it. Well, so. they were they were seriously some of the best ribs I had ever eaten. Well, thank you. So uh, you also later in the week, I can't remember what day it was because time flies. Uh, well, before we get to that, we had a freak snowstorm here yesterday, out of the blue. That I saw like flurries on the app, and I was like, yeah, right. I mean, because a couple days ago, it was like 70 degrees. Yeah, we kind of did the eye roll. (laughs) Yeah. And then yesterday, when I came, I left the store to come home for lunch, there was flurries. And when I was coming, heading back to the store, mind you, I was heading west. um, I saw cars coming back at me that had like what appeared to be inches of snow on their (laughs) hoods and roofs. And I was like, oh my God, what's going on here? But today, you know, it's cold, but it's not, I mean, the snow's all gone already. But this, it was cold enough. Well, no, there's a little bit on the ground. But it was just the weirdest thing to have snow like out of the blue like that. And, of course, yes, panic buying on bread, eggs. And really? Yes. Couldn't believe it. I mean, happy about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I legit actually almost brought down my, uh, my snow shovels. I was like, you know what? If they're going to do this, maybe they'll buy these snow shovels too. But I was like, yeah, I, I can't do that. <laughs> That'd be a little bizarre. But... That is not a great segue to talk about what I want to talk about next was the egg rolls that you made. You had never made those before. Oh, yeah. Yes. Talk about those egg rolls because they, number one, let me preface this by saying the phrase, there was too much meat in them, that does not exist. There is no such thing as too much meat. So if she slips up and says that, ignore that. Well, Go. there was too much meat in there. <laughs> no, I um I just searched online and found a pretty easy recipe and instead of you know cutting up the cabbage and all that and getting red cabbage and green cabbage they suggested just buy a bag of the coleslaw mix that yep. has the both colors in there obviously not using the yeah the coleslaw juice that comes right, in it, right 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 okay and i don't want to get sued <laughs> so i just browned the um, ground pork through the cabbage in there some green onions and, you know, a couple of little 
spices here and there and the egg roll wrappers i've never done it before but you, i was you googled how to actually wrap them too right yeah holy snakies and it's kind of like be... a burrito but a little bit different oh that's the best burrito i've ever eaten <laughs> seriously I, I think you gave me a couple of them to eat i ate the other i ate two more for dessert yeah i made six i ate one Oh, snap. I ate five? Yes. Well, and here's why, because I remember that now. I thought that was the meal. Yeah, you did. I, I legit did. But on the flip side, you had been preparing peas, rice, and a uh, General, General, Cho's, General Joe's chicken, for all I care. It was good. <laughs> so the fact that I ate, what, three of those egg rolls before, then I ate that, and then I had two egg rolls after. Yep. That was definitely winner, winner, egg roll dinner. So, so thank you for that. I, I want to publicly declare my great appreciation for that. So speaking of meat, because you know I am the king of segues here. Yes. Uh, we've talked about beef packaging a little bit in the past. We talked about that modified atmospheric packaging. Right. Um, I did a little bit more research on it this week. I know my cousin Dave um, was inquiring because he, he was curious about like a lot of times they buy their meat, they just throw it right in the freezer. So I, I did a little bit more research on, on the packaging. And what I basically read was the goal is to have as little bit of oxygen between the meat and the packaging or any type of air between the meat and the packaging when you put it in your freezer. Right. So obviously if you're buying a bag or a package of ground beef, there is some air in that package, right? Right. So ideally you would want to take that out of there. And from what I read, you want to wrap it in paper aluminum foil and then ideally like in a ziploc where you can squeeze the air out of it yes that's what i do and then put it in the free that's what you do yes so and you don't want to you know you don't want to just stick it in the freezer the way it is because a lot of those packages have that um oh the pad the pad in the, the bottom, bottom that soaks up you know any that's true drippage. yeah so that's kind of gross yeah to, when that dethaw or when you thaw it out yeah you're gonna have like uh unfrozen blood stuff so Ideally, you want to pre repackage the stuff. Right. Um, there are some vacuum-packed steaks and stuff that we carry that you can slap right in the freezer. If there's no, like, air in it, um, yes. th that's freezer-ready. Um, and I actually read that there's formulas on that ox or that modified at atmospheric thing. Remember I was talking about somebody just blowing into it? Right. Uh -huh. Well, one is... a. Uh, one of the flows is 80% oxygen, 20% carbon dioxide. That's one of the, the formulas for some of the MAP-packed um, meat. The oxygen actually helps the meat maintain its redness. Okay. And then the carbon dioxide is to prevent the uh, proteins from breaking down quicker. Oh, interesting. That's what causes the meat to get dark. Now, the other one's, like, really weird. It's 0.4% carbon monoxide, 30% carbon dioxide, and 696 nitrogen and what it really boils down to is like i said the color of the meat right so a lot of the meats that you'll buy that are in the cryovac like the not a lot of air in there at all that you can just instantly freeze a lot of those meats are already like naturally reddish to begin with so they don't have to pump that stuff in there okay so it, it does last longer but americans want to see red meat Heck yeah. That's, that's America, red meat. Um, and it's got to be red. But, I mean, I've seen where, like, some meat has kind of turned brownish, like aged beef and stuff like that. It's all, 
I think it's a lot of it's perception, but yeah. I don't want to change it because that's the way I like it anyways. So air is the enemy when it comes to freezing most <laughs> stuff. Just remember that. Yes, it is. So I'd also kind of gone on a little rant about the, uh, the packaging getting smaller, right? right? And we're still paying more for it. Well, I was listening to another podcast and there was an economics marketing dude on there. He brought up a really good point. He said, uh, most studies show that consumers have a, like a budget. Okay. So let's say you have a $2 budget for cookies. You go in and those cookies are two fifty. You're going to be looking for a different alternative. They said that most consumers would actually buy a $2 package of, let's say it's their brand, a name brand of Oreos that they want to buy for two bucks. If it's two fifty, they might go buy the food. Um, what's it called? The private brand. Yes. Um, alternative for a buck fifty or two bucks. Whereas if the Oreos are might be a smaller package, but they're still two bucks, they're still more likely to buy it huh, for the two bucks. It, it's all it's about the money. Yeah. More so than the actual product, which I thought was interesting. Well, especially now. Well, and I thought of a little a little rhyme I wanted to say. Uh-huh. Times are tough. Times are hard. For my birthday this year, I want a gas station card. <laughs> okay. It is insane. What well, I do, but I mean, it's insane how much gas has gone up. And it is really, really impacting the entire situation mm-hmm. because those... Uh, I want to repeat it because I want to make sure everybody understands it's not the stores just raising prices... Just to do it. I mean, we're, we're a penny profit business as in general retailers are. We operate on a very thin razor line of profitability. But you talk about paying the people that got to pick the stuff. They got to fill up their trucks to get it here. I mean, I think about these independent contractors that bring in bread to my store. How much they're paying for diesel oh, right now. I know. That comes out of their pocket. And they don't set the prices on that bread that's in my store. Right. I know, I used to do that, so I can totally relate. Well, I I can recall when we were towards the end of your bread vendor career, we figured out between your expenses and everything, you were making like five bucks an hour. Uh, Yeah. You were below minimum wage, and that was was the deciding (laughs) factor. You were killing your body and below minimum wage. Come back to the retail ranger side. I mean, we always thought it was greener on the other side. It's not. Nope. And the other thing, just speaking of what happened this weekend, I'd much rather work in a facility where I have a roof over my head and controlled temperature. That's true. Than trying to sell bread when it's snowing outside and you got to unload it off your cart and, or your truck and bring it all across the parking lot and the wetness. And the snow. The snow, Done rain, that. heat, all that. I, I like my little re- retail ranger roof over my head. So <laughs> I've grown accustomed to that. So... That's pretty much all I got on the uh, on my little agenda. Do you got anything for me? Anything else? I think I'm good. Oh, you said we're not having the shepherd's pie tonight, no. so we're having what? Spaghetti. Oh, wait, so does it have eggs in it? Well, apparently it doesn't. All right. Well, let's put some <laughs> eggs in it. Hey, now. All right, y'all. Be good. Uh, make sure to check us out on Instagram. That is uh, lit, as the kids say. I'm still, I just, I just look at it. I don't know how to do anything with it. I, I've liked the, the occasional thing. Um, still cannot get SoundCloud fixed. Pretty much done with that. So we're on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Um, you can go to WalkerRetailRanger.com, see my ugly mug. Oh, and just know that my beard does not look like that anymore. 
Looks very handsome. Very, very handsome. All right. Y'all be good. Peace. Peace. Hey, Retail Rangers. Don't forget to check out walkerretailranger.com. Could be how you found this podcast, but there's an About Us uh, link on there that you can ask questions or submit some topics for future podcasts if you'd like. Um, I'm pretty new to this building a website thing. I'm kind of learning as I go. I'm a retail ranger, not an IT guy. Um, But so far, the analytics are showing that I'm pretty big in Belgium. Just saying. WalkerRetailRanger.com Thank you for listening to us and letting us be ourselves. We appreciate what you do to get stuff on the shelves. Stay safe out there. Do what you can to avoid any danger. Have fun, work hard, and be a retail ranger. You've been listening to Walker Retail Ranger.